No, I just am uh, failing, so. My olive oil smells like boning potato. Oh, it looks like a boning potato, I suppose. That flame is getting pretty big. If I burn the torch down, we'll know why. So. All right. Evening. There should be an exit on that door right there. I know. Let's put. Nobody inspects out here. Let's pray. Father God, we just thank you that you are our ultimate exit, and that you are walking in this world for redemption to bring grace and peace to your people, to walk in every circumstances for your glory and for your honor. We just pray as we wrestle with a top, uh, uh, confusing topics tonight, um, that you give us clarity, uh, Holy Spirit, that you speak to us, um, that you bring understanding. Just pray that if somebody has a question, that they will have the gumption to ask and to ponder with me. And just thank you for this opportunity to study your revelation. And thank you for your Holy Spirit who will lead us in all truth. And we definitely need him every moment of our lives. We just ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. So. We are, of course, in the book of Revelation. Did everybody get notes that wanted notes? And does everybody who wants a writing utensil have a writing utensil? Um, my prop will soon become evident as we go through the text, okay? I know it's got some of us perplexed, but is there. I don't think it's going to burn the house church down. So, Yeah, that would be bad. Well, that's why it's there and I'm here, right? That's burning olive oil. Well, yeah, and that's a fourth century olive oil lamp. So just a little context. And that's a lamp stand that it's on. You're going to have to imagine that part. Of it's a candle stand, but I'm making it be a lamp stand, okay? Okay, so seven spirits, who are they? Why does it matter? And uh, we are going to endeavor to go through the verses and answer this by the text tonight. And hopefully uh, we'll be able to draw some conclusions um, by what John is doing with the Old Testament. Okay, but first we got to start with the real revelation data points, the verses in Revelation that talk about the seven spirits, bless you, Ron, the seven spirits of God. Obviously, uh, uh, Revelation 1-4 is not the only place. 
So we're going to look at each place and ponder those, okay? So Revelation 1.4, John to the seven churches that are in Asia. And where is Asia, this Asia talking about? Turkey, yeah. And uh, what's, what's Jesus' broad outline for Revelation? Right, what was, right? What chapter is that? What was? Chapter 1, <laughs> what was? What, verse 15, that, verse 19 is the verse, yep. Yeah. Uh, wh- what's the next one? What was, what, what is, and what chapters are that? Chapters 2 and 3. And what will be after this is chapters 4 through 22. Okay. So we're still in one. <laughs> we haven't made that much progress. but um, So John to the seven churches that are in Asia, grace and peace from him who is and who was and who is to come, and from the seven spirits who are before his so who are these seven spirits? Well, let's look at some more Revelation data points. Revelation 4.5 says, From the throne came flashes of lightning. Uh, this is a scene in heaven. Okay? And rumblings and peals of thunder. And before the throne there were seven burning uh, lamps. Would be a, a better translation than torches. Okay? Seven burning lamps of fire, which are the seven spirits of God. Are you more confused now? Because I am. No, I'm teasing. But as you go through the data points, it does get more confusing, but it will become clearer, okay? All right, next one. And between the throne and the four living creatures and among the elders, I saw the lamb standing as though it had been slain with seven horns and with seven eyes and with which all the seven spirits of God sent out into all the earth. So, as you can see, we're just kind of tracking through these seven spirits, right? Who are these seven spirits? So far, we don't really have any data in Revelation to tell us who these seven spirits are, do we? Not really. I'm still scratching my head. I know they're in the heaven now, right? Right? And so now we have to ask ourselves some other ones. Do we have more data points? That's just tracking seven spirits. But is it manifesting itself in another way? For example, what is the nature of angels? Right? So an in, in ang- angel in Hebrew and Greek means messenger. Okay? It means messenger. So a, guy, a person can be an angel, a messenger, or a spiritual being can be a messenger. So context determines if they are physical or spiritual, okay? And sometimes our translators try to track that, right? And if it's physical, because they're coming into our English language, if it's a physical person, they will translate it messenger. If it's a spiritual one, they will translate it angel. But they don't always do it consistently. So we have to keep that in mind, which then brings either two other candidates or one other candidate into all spectrum of seven spirits. And that is Revelation 1.16. In his right hand he held 
seven stars. And they're like, well, that's not spirits. That's stars. I see them every night, right? Well, the plot thickens because he's going to uh, define those in uh, 19 and 20, uh, 20 and 21. As for the mystery of the seven stars that you saw in my right hand and the seven golden lampstands, the seven stars are the angels of the seven churches, and the seven lampstands are the seven churches. Okay, so what's the lampstand? The churches, okay. Uh, it's a stand for a lamp. The seven spirits uh, back in... There were warning seven lamps of fire, which are the seven spirits of God. So we have lampstands with the seven churches, but we have seven lamps on top of the lampstands, which are the seven spirits of God. Are, are we tracking? Are we starting to put these pieces together? Okay. 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 Well, so there is a lot of data here. All right. So remember, angel does not necessarily mean spiritual. It could be physical. It could be spiritual. Um, here it's seven stars, which are seven angels, which could be, you could take it as physical or spiritual. Uh, I think as you go through the text, it's going to come out spiritual. I'm just going to show my hand there. Okay. Um, but I don't think it's the same. Just because they're spirits, these seven spirits, I don't think it's the same seven spirits as the other seven spirits, okay? So this is where it gets confusing. Remember, where are all four seven spirits? You know, verse first. Where are the, the first equation, Revelation 1, 4, where are the seven spirits? No, okay, now I'm getting you confused, and I knew this would happen, and I'm sorry. So we have seven angels which are the seven stars, which are the seven pastors ministering to the church or angels ministering to the church. People go to camps. They go to the spiritual beings or physical. Sometimes they call them pastors. You call them pastors, you run into a lot of trouble. I'm just letting you know that, like, grammatically as you go through the text. Uh, spirits fit better, but I don't think it's this referring to the same seven spirits as in verse 4. Okay? So that's where it kind of gets... Confusing. Now, some people do take it, and they blend them all together. I just don't like the way that comes out. Okay? But you could do that, because the text lets you do that. Okay? Okay. It's going to get a little clearer, I think, when we get into the Old Testament. Okay? So we have seven stars, and the seven stars are seven angels. Uh and there, where are the seven stars and the seven angels in the text? This is important. Where are they? I didn't. Okay. Okay, so the seven stars are in the whose right hand? Jesus, the lambs. They're in Jesus' right hand. Okay? And the seven spirits are where? They're in two different locations. The four seven spirits in verse 1, where are they? before the throne. And where are the seven stars and seven angels? In his hands. He's 
at the right hand of the throne. I mean, I don't know. He's in the scene. Does that make sense? So you, you do have two different locations is what I'm trying to point out. Okay? So could the seven, star, seven, seven stars, seven angels fit with the seven spirits of God? Possibly, yes. Okay, Th- there is space for this. But I think that when you look at the text, you see them in two different locations. In verse 1, you see the seven spirits before the throne of God. Right? And grace and peace is coming for them. And the text, I mean, it, for the seven stars, you see them in the right hand of Jesus, in the image of his glorified body. Okay? Does that make sense? So you have these two spirit, seven spirits, and using different language, obviously, to represent the, these two different, I think they're different entities. Some commentators think they're the same. It does sound like it's the same. But once I start to draw conclude the j- take you to the Old Testament, um, it'll it'll feel better to be two separate. So it could be, and like I said, people that are smarter than me make it say it's the same. Okay. So we still haven't answered who they are, right? And we still haven't answered why does it matter. Right? Right? And now you're really wanting to know because it's like you just took 15 minutes. No. <laughs> this will be settled tonight. No, I got time. So we're, we're, uh, so let's look at the Old Testament data points. Okay? So now we're going from the New Testament in Revelation and how he's using it. And seven spirits, the only place that that language is in. The New Testament is in Revelation, okay? And so now, where is John? Remember, John uses the Old Testament heavily, right? And remember, we're very dependent on the Old Testament to understand what John is doing in Revelation because he assumes you know your Old Testament very, 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 very well, okay? Okay, and so that's, that's the assumption, and he's assuming his audience does, or if not, that they can go do what we're doing, okay? So the first one we're going to hit is actually uh, Isaiah 11, 1 through 3a, but it's not all Isaiah 11, 1 through 3a. It's the Septuagint, which is the Greek translation of the Old Testament. This is the Bible that John had, okay? He probably did not have a Hebrew manuscript. And I would say that he probably doesn't even have a Hebrew manuscript in front of him or a Greek manuscript in front of him. He is on the island of Patmos, right, in exile, breaking rocks, right? Right? So it's not like he's like, oh, let me look this up and make this quote for you. He's calling it from his mind. And Jesus is also giving it to him, right? So this is a supernatural empowerment. But John is not a robot. His demeanor, his personality, all these things are tied into it, okay? It's not like uh, uh, Joseph Smith, who had the golden tablets dictated to him as he copied them down, okay? John is actively, mentally engaged in this writing, okay? 
So, Isaiah 11, though not a whole lot of different, but in uh, the Masoretic text, which is what our Bible uses, uh, doesn't have seven, and that's where we, that's why they think that uh, John is pulling from the Septuagint, that and he reads the Septuagint. It was a very popular translation, and mo- most of the most of the New Testament, when it quotes the Old Testament, quotes the Septuagint. Okay, just so you are aware of that. And the Septuagint again, it's just a it's a Greek translation of the Old Testament of the Hebrew. Okay, so it's like we have English translation of the whole Bible, Greek and Hebrew, and we don't go, oh, look at that, that's terrible, I'm gonna throw it away, right? Same thing. Okay, okay, so verse eleven. I mean, chapter 11 of Isaiah, verse 1 says, And a rod will emerge from the root of Jesse, and flower will come up from the root. So it's talking about the Messiah, okay? All right, that's what the context is talking about. And then it says, And God's spirit will rest on him. Who's God's spirit? The Holy Spirit, right? Will rest on him, a spirit of wisdom, a spirit of intelligence, a spirit of counsel, a spirit of strength, a spirit of knowledge, a spirit of piety. He will fill him with a spirit of fear of God. Seven. Seven spirits. Okay? Now, it's not going to match your Masoretic text translation because it's the Septuagint and they add piety Piety is like honor and worship, a spirit of honor, a spirit of worship. And here the seven would be, the fear of God would be reverence and awe, okay? And so these are what we could consider attributes of the spirit that the spirit is imputing, or actually Christ, it's, it's that empowerment of the Trinity walking together on that spirit of God coming upon Jesus for his ministry, okay? Such as at the bapt- his baptism at John, with John the Baptist, okay? Everybody tracking with that? Everybody understand that? Any questions? I got some very puzzled faces out there, so. Yeah, so I would just say read read uh, the rest of what John says in Revelation one about Jesus Yahweh embodied. That I mean, yeah. So yeah, you're just pulling a piece out. So the the Trinity works in concert. They all play different role, roles and they all overlap often, right? So sometimes you ask, well, who raised Jesus from the dead? Well, who did? Well, the Spirit did, Jesus did, and the Father did. They all did. But one text, you might find it say the Father raised Jesus from the dead. Another text, you'll find that it says the Holy Spirit raised Jesus from the dead. Another text, you'll find that Jesus raised himself from the dead. You see what I mean? Because all three are walking in concert together to cause this to happen. Uh, That's what's going on here. And these are not separate spirits. They're attributes or qualities, if you would, of the Holy Spirit. 
and the qualities of God, right? Now, the ones that will maybe a little tricky would be fear of God. God fears himself, but they all reverence one another, and they're all in awe of one another because they're relational. Three persons, one God, okay? Does that make sense? <laughs> they, there is some hierarchy, but it's in, humil- it's in humility and relationship. So it's not a power struggle within the Trinity. They're not Greek gods, thank God. Okay, so that's the first data point. Now, we're going to go three more, okay? And this is going to make it a tiny bit confusing, but I think we're going to make it through it. Okay, so the next one is Zechariah 4, 1 through 10. And if you have your Bibles, I would encourage you to turn to them because once I advance the slide, (laughs) the verses, I mean, I would have to go back and forth, right? So it's going to help you visualize and see these points if you have a Bible open in front of you, Okay. So Zechariah 4.10. Oh, 4, 1 through 10. And the angel who talked with me came again and woke me like a man who's awakened out of his sleep. And he said to me, what do you see? And I said, I see, I see and behold a lampstand of all gold with a bowl on top of it and seven lamps. Okay. On it with, this is verse two, on it with seven lips on each of the lamps that, that are on top of it. Okay. There's a visual right here. Okay. It's just not gold. Okay, and it actually, I don't know if you can see it up on the screen, but there's a menorah on the, the, the right hand, the justified, whatever, left, right, I don't know, one way or another. Okay. And there are two olive trees beside it, one on the right of the bowl and the other on its left side. We're going to get to those olive trees later on in Revelation, but not today, okay? And I said to the angel who talked with me, what are these, my Lord? What are these lamps? And the angel who talked to me answered and said to me, do you not know what these are? (laughs) Ouch. No, I said, my Lord. Then he said, this is the word of Yahweh to Zerubbabel, not by by, nor by power, but my, by my spirit, says Yahweh of hosts, okay? Who are you, O great mountain? Before Zerubbabel you shall become a plain, and he shall bring forward the top stone and shout of grace, grace to it. Then the word of Yahweh came to me, saying, 
The hands of Zerubbabel have laid the foundations of this house. It's talking about the building of the temple. His hands shall be shall also complete completed. Then you will know that that Yahweh of hosts has sent me to you. Whoever has despised the day of small things shall rejoice, and who and shall see the plumb line in the hand of Zerubbabel. Then it says these seven, these seven lamps, on top of these candlesticks are the eyes of the Lord which range through the whole earth. Okay? And we know that in Revelation chapter 5, six, somebody want to read that for me? Where are they sent out to? All the earth. The seven spirits are the eyes of the Lord, which range through the whole earth. Okay? Okay. Everybody tracking with what's going on? Okay. Article 16.9. For the eyes of the Lord run to and fro through the whole earth, to give strong support to those whose heart is blameless toward him. You have done foolishly in this. From now on you will, you will have wars. They didn't obviously follow God. That's why that last part is there. But the eyes of the Lord, right? Verse 3 of Proverbs 15 says, The eyes of the Lord are in every place, keeping watch on the evil and the good. The eyes of the Lord are the seven spirits of God, right? And later on, earlier in, in Zechariah, it was said that the seven spirits are the seven lamps, right? Which we know from Revelation 4, right? So this is lampstands or churches. This is why it's real important because there's, there's a distinction between the lamp and the lamp stand, okay? And I know, like in all minds, we kind of just shove those two together, but they're two distinct pieces, especially in the text. And it's, it gets really confusing if you don't separate them two, okay? That's part of the reason I did this, so we could see this is the churches, this is the Holy Spirit in the imagery. Okay? Somebody read uh, Revelations 4, uh, 5. Yeah. And 
ESV uses torches, which makes it a little bit more, but it's the same Greek word for lamp. Okay? Okay? Are we tracking? Okay. So, who are or who is the seven spirits of God? It's God, <laughs> yeah. But wh what portion of the Trinity is it? It's the Holy Spirit. So think about this, the impact of this. Because why does it matter? Well, because think about this. Grace and peace from him who is, who was, and is to come. Uh, you remember my sermon on Sunday. I'm not going to go in the long thing. But from God of eternity, Yahweh. Grace and peace from the seven spirits before the throne of God. Who are they? Grace and peace from the Holy Spirit. Do you realize, I mean, and then in verse 5, grace and peace from Jesus Christ. I mean, the Messiah. And then it goes into this whole litany of why Jesus is the Messiah and that Jesus is Yahweh embodied. And he does this, he's doing the same thing. How these eyes of the Lord, right, is the Holy Spirit. These are, he's equating attributes of God, God's eyes, right, with the Holy Spirit, right? You see what, I'm, see what I mean? And so he's making a deity claim on all three persons of the Trinity in Revelation chapter 1. That's pretty cool. Uh, at least in my geekiness. I know it seems convoluted in some ways because you had to go through so much Old Testament text, but it wasn't too many Old Testament texts, right? It was really two, right? It was Isaiah 11, right? What's up? My live stream doesn't have any sound. Oops. Who'd have known? So John in Revelation 1 makes a strong case. For the Trinity. Okay.
we have grace and peace for all three persons of the Trinity. All three persons of the Godhead. You see, see, John is also using the same type of argument he used with Jesus, Yahweh, and body. Same argument I went through on Sunday, he just went through with the seven spirits of God. Now, did he spend as much time on the Holy Spirit? No, but the Holy Spirit is not the, the star show in this book, right? It's whose revelation? It's Jesus' revelation, right? Given to John by Jesus and an angel, okay? A spiritual messenger. Now, I do want to make a couple comments um, before I wrap up on the seven angels, the seven stars in the right hand of Jesus. Uh, Many commentators would then say that uh, these seven stars are part of the seven spirits, and if you want to think that, that's fine. I, we all have our opinions. The text allows you to do that. Um, I think they're in different positions, so I'm going to make a distinction. But then it would say that the Holy Spirit represents each church. Okay, because we have seven, spirit, seven angels and an angel for each church that is addressed singularly. Okay? Um, and each church has an angel. So... Uh, that works, and, that, and I don't have a huge issue with that. I, I do think that you could go th- another way, which would be that God has assigned angels to each church, and each church is responsible, I mean, each angel is responsible for that church. Both ideas can, can be valid. I would say that the angel for each church is congruent, that's a big word, is in agreement, that's a better word, with uh, Deuteronomy uh, 38 worldview, which, uh, 32 worldview, sorry, which is where God assigned the nations to spiritual beings. And the spiritual beings were to care and take care of the nations and direct them to God, but they did not, right? They wanted to be worshipped, right? And so they encouraged them to worship. So you could say God is saying, well, we're going to do something a little bit different. Uh, God's saying, I'm not all about me. I want my heavenly family to be involved in the process. And so I'm going to give an angel a job over a church. And he's responsible for that church. Um, that's my personal preference, but you could also say that those seven angels or the seven stars in his right hand or the seven angels of the seven churches, which you could conflate it with the Holy Spirit. Both agree. I think it makes it a little messier if you conflate the Holy Spirit with those seven angels. Okay? But that's just my personal preference. Um, But I think this is really where the text stands, right? This is what the data points to. If you're reading somebody else and they're pointing somewhere else, they better have some really good data that's pointing elsewhere, right? And it has to have good biblical support. There are a couple other views, but they have no biblical support, okay? Does that make sense? Because we're applying the rules, right? Remember on the first 
Our Sunday, we said the rules was when there's imagery, you go first to the immediate text, right? Then uh, after the immediate text, if you don't have an answer, you go to the surrounding text, which for Revelation mostly is the Old Testament, right? Right? And then if we don't get an, al- an answer in the Old Testament, then we would go out beyond that. And we technically didn't even leave the Old Testament to find the answer to who the seven spirits are, right? The Old Testament makes a pretty clear case the seven spirits are the Holy Spirit walking on God's behalf, his eyes and ears, right? Going about the earth, okay? So, know this. This is awesome. Is, this is the devotional takeaway of all this academic exercise that we just did. All three persons of the Trinity are walking in concert. Think about that. All three persons of the Godhead, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, are walking in concert to bring you redemption in all circumstances. That circumstance you're in right now, God is walking in concert. They're not walking against each other. They're walking in concert. And the embodiment of that, which is the embodiment of grace and peace. Grace is what brings us peace. God's unmerited favor poured out toward us. The fact that he chose to work redemption in us. In every circumstance, not just the ones we kind of did half right, or not the ones we did really good in, no, the ones we really fluffed it, the one that got an F, he is bringing redemption in that because of his grace. And thus, I can have peace in my life. And not only that, if I truly believe that, I can have peace in my life. And not only that, but I have peace with Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. The God of the universe is for me. He's not against me. So grace and peace be to you from Yahweh, from the Holy Spirit, And from Jesus Christ. And may your life be filled with that. Or in the words of John, grace and peace be to you from he who was and is and is to come. And from the seven spirits before the throne of God. And from Jesus Christ, the faithful witness. Right? I know, we had to do some gymnastics to get there. But isn't it cool, once we're there, to understand what the seven spirits before the throne of grace is? And you have a much bigger appreciation for it than if I had just said the seven spirits or the Holy Spirit. In fact, if I had just said the seven spirits or the Holy Spirit, I think most of you 
would have said, Pastor, we got to talk. There's one spirit. <laughs> yeah, so... Well, yeah, I'm not sure how, I think this is, I think this is more about just assumption of knowledge. The Bible is not originally written to you. It's written to the seven churches which are in Asia that he had been pastoring and ministering to for 25 years. Right? And so, there's an assumption that he's thinking, if I was to put my, I'm, this is speculation-ish, but if I was to put myself into John's shoes and I'm writing this with Jesus, right, I'd be like, hey, they might not get this. And Jesus would be like, yeah, but you preached a sermon on Isaiah 11 and you talked about the seven spirits of God. Remember five, three years ago you preached that? I bet you that'll trigger that in uh in michelle and she'll be like when they're reading that she'll help everybody catch up i'm just using it's totally hypothetical <laughs> michelle's like i don't remember yesterday let alone five years ago <laughs> but that's kind of what's going on and and when i preach a sermon i do the same thing I have to always pick and choose what information I'm going to lay it down. I always do. I, can't, I cannot put it all in, 15, in a half hour or 45 minutes. I just can't. So I have to say, okay, they know this better. They don't know this very well. Right? So I'm going to leave this lay or just maybe reference it. Does that make sense? And then the nature of this document is apocalyptic which means the whole document speaks in s image and symbol. Right? It's a style of writing that speaks in image and symbol. It's like if you went to write poetry and you just decided I'm not going to be poetic. Right? They, we wouldn't really want to read your... Well, okay. <laughs> okay, just shoot my analogy up. I... <laughs> Anyways, that's why. I mean, at least that's my opinion why it's complicated. All right. Any other questions or thoughts or about this? Or, I mean, we can still talk about anything in Chapter 1. Lenses uh, don't a huge, you know, an idealist, a petrist, or a historicalist, or an eclectic, or a futurist, they all kind of set in the same area on this. Okay, this is, this is a, this does not have a lot of interpretive or futureness. Now, the whole, uh, if you're more of a naturalist, obviously there's going to be some issues, but you're going to have issues with the whole book of Revelation, so...
any thoughts, questions? So this sets us up for coming into the seven churches. Uh, Revelation chapter 2, he introduces himself. I am the one with the seven stars in my right hand, and I'm walking amidst the seven golden lampstands. And the lampstands hold. Who is that? Holy Spirit. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think, I'll be honest, for a lot, a lot of time, I put the two together. Until I looked closer at Zechariah, and then I'm like, wait a minute. These two are more apart. And then I looked at the Greek of Revelation 5-6 and took away the torches, because that's a whole different image, and put lamps. So ESV chose torches there for whatever reason. So, okay. All right. So, Sunday, we're in Revelation 2, 1 through 7. Yeah, Saturday, Saturday and Sunday, same thing. I'm not, you know how much, uh, yeah, you're going to get Saturday, Sunday, same thing, Revelation 2, 1 through 7, okay? And we're going to take a week for each of the churches, okay? All right, any other questions? No questions, man. Either I did a really good job of presenting or I really confused everybody. Somebody calls. Oh. Okay. Let's pray. Um, any prayer requests? A praise. I love praises. Yeah, yeah, the tumor and everything. Wow. The nine. Praise the Lord. That's rough. Yeah, yeah, I, I can sympathize with that. So, Christy, right? Chrissy. So, praise Chrissy is uh, doing good, healed. Prayer that she gets over the meds, but no, t the tumor removed, no non-cancerous. Rick, Bob, Alicia's father starts re radiation tomorrow. Houston. Lynn is at the OSF St. Anthony. Um, she's having a lot of fatigue and a hard time breathing. Um, uh, they are considering putting in a pacemaker. So, so um, just for wisdom, um, they're still doing more tests, and if they haven't figured out anything by Friday, that's what they're going to do, as far as I can understand. 
So we're just going to be praising for that. Claudette. Deb, Bob Cisco has a cyst on her lung. Right, yeah, so yeah, she has some challenges there mentally. So Natalia's getting shots on Monday. Don't let Pastor talk to her. <laughs> Give it strict instructions not to talk to her. Tell you about shots. <laughs> She's taking a med, like a. Gab. Oh, she is taking it. Ow, ow. Don't miss doses. It it does funky things too. Just so you know, because I know. Hi, Diane. Hey, Doug. You guys need something? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh, they are going to do that now. Later this week. Okay. Okay. All right. Thank you for letting us know. No, you're fine. We were taking prayer requests. It was perfect. And we, yeah. Yeah, you guys, see you later. Yeah, Linda. Yeah, I know they didn't like the way it went. Yep. Yep. And we're praising the Lord for a, a brand new little baby. So over the the weekend. So no, yeah, the weekend. That was like Monday sometime. I I know. I just have to look because. My brain does not seem to retain that kind of detail very well. Oh, and they're asking for prayer for Carissa's hemoglobin levels to go up. They haven't bounced back yet. So. Um, let's see. It's a boy, Griffin. I should have known that because I knew his name. Well, okay. 
Okay, anything else? Mike? Praise the Lord. The excitement you brought me, all of us, yes. Yeah. Praise God. Yeah, Bob said that today. Pat, uh, is fighting a cold. And we just want to continue to keep the whole Betno family in prayers. They grieve the loss of Wayne. Yeah, so we got a praise. Gabe had a unanimous vote in the Granville Community Church. So, so praise the Lord for that. Sandwich fail. Uh, well, it's not the fail. It's the swap meet, I guess. What do you call it? Flea market? Get them fleas. <laughs> All right. Anything else? Father God, we just thank you and we praise you for your goodness and for your grace. We praise you that uh, Chrissy was able to have that tumor removed, that it was non-cancerous and that they got it all. We just pray that she would have a swift recovery. We praise you and thank you for the vote uh, at Granville to take Gabe on unanimously. We praise you for that. We praise you and we thank you for Mike's blood work, which came back good. Thank you for that. We praise you for uh, this new baby, Griffin. Um, we thank you that uh, Carissa came through it okay, even though she's having some complications. And we just pray that our hemoglobin would get uh, go up. And uh, we pray uh, for our whole family to just process through that well. And we pray for Alicia's father, Bob, who starts uh, radiation tomorrow. And uh, we just pray for that healing there and that uh, that Bob would come to know you. Um, we pray for Lynn as she's going to have a pacemaker put in on Friday. We just pray that uh, you would walk in that and that this would be the solution to the problem. And uh, we pray uh, for healing for her and your strength there. We lift up uh, 
Deb, uh, Bob's sister to you, who has a cyst on her lung, we just pray that you'd calm her and give her peace. Uh, we pray that you would walk in uh, the hands of the doctors and give them wisdom in, in taking care of that and just bring healing to Deb. We pray for peace for Italia as she gets her shots on Monday. We also pray that the shot would work and bring relief uh, to her back. Pray for uh, Pat Betno as she's fighting a cold and it just seems like she keeps getting it, a, a different version of it. So we just pray that you would boost her immune system and bring uh, healing there. Um, we pray for the whole Betno family as they continue to grieve the loss of Wayne. Uh, give us wisdom on how to support them and love on them and uh, just encourage them and comfort them as you do all of us who are in affliction. We thank you, Holy Spirit, that you have brought us grace and peace. We just thank you, Yahweh, that you have brought us grace and peace. And we thank you, Jesus, that you've made it all possible by your blood shed on the cross and validated by your resurrection. May we walk in your grace and rest in your peace. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen.